It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, and Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bull. Yes. <laughs> Episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. How about so that? So good to have you back. You guys sure took, talked a lot about fitness last week. Yeah? Yeah. I'm all about fitness. 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 Whole <laughs> pizza in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, I, I, you're more of a burger. Are you a pizza guy? Uh, if it's unhealthy, man, uh, yeah. it's me. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm like that, too, unfortunately. I'm convinced that if I didn't work out, I would literally... I'd eat close to three bills. Easy. That's a lot of working out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I eat. I'm discriminatory. Food's good. Well, so here was my thought today on that, though, right? If I'm smoking a cigar instead of a meal, right? That's leaves. So that's a salad. Uh, yeah. I think that well counts. Well so I, I eat a lot of salad. Right. Right. I can see that. <laughs> ah, that sounds logic to me. That means maybe that's the maybe that's the angle that we need to start taking as an industry. What we're you know these are leaves. We're this is salad people are smoking. It's healthy. Yeah. It's so healthier than most. Chips. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Probably healthier than most salads people are actually eating. Dude, that's absolutely right. You know, <laughs> people get these salads, and by the time they're done putting everything on, they're like two thousand calories. Oh yeah, yeah. I will totally eat a salad if it's covered in bacon and ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Episode one hundred. It's been a few years, but we've made it. Yeah. Thanks to everybody that's been listening. Uh, thanks to Cigar Noise for sponsoring us. If you're, if you're not on Cigar Noise or don't know what it is, there's an app called Cigar Noise. You should be on it. If you've been listening to this podcast and you don't know what Cigar Noise is by now, I got I got nothing for you. <laughs> like, we haven't what, been doing our job. Like, why are you listening at that point? Cigar Noise. It is, you know, Cigar Noise has been around now for what, three years, four years, probably four years, four-ish, yeah, yeah. four, Four. and and it has, through those four years, has really maintained its, um, its integrity, and what I mean by that, it's still, it's still cigar-focused, it's still, you know, a, a small, like a smaller community of people that really just love cigars. You don't see a lot of that look at me, look at me stuff, which I really mm-hmm. love. So. Yeah, and so many things have gone off the rails in the last four or five years. Oh, yeah. It's nice that that one stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can Speaking say, of I... things that have not gone off the rails, I have to do the, the official shout-outs for the podcast mm-hmm. uh, to Cigar Noise Boys and CLE. As fantastic yep. podcasts you should also listen to. Yep. 
They uh, they had done some post. It's been a while back now, uh, at least a few weeks. And well, you'll see it in a lot of their posts. But uh, the lighter that I actually picked up. Um, yeah. Thanks to them, I'm spending money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a heck of a lighter. I love it. So. Um, yeah, thanks to them. Go. Listening to their podcast and their post, I uh, spent more money than I didn't need to spend. Nice. Like, like I need another lighter, for real. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you buy it from? Uh, I actually bought it from uh, Vice Merchant. Uh, they actually did a little shout out to Sultans, uh, yesterday and then, uh, it's, a uh, Susaman Life is the lighter, the brand, but it's just a soft flame lighter. Pretty nice. I, I dig it. I love soft flame lighters and couldn't help it, I guess. Here's a question for you guys. When you see somebody, okay, you're at the you know you're at the cigar lounge, whatever, and you're you're bullshit, and you see somebody pull out uh, expensive accessories, and don't tell me you don't think anything, because that's not human nature. What do what does go through your mind? Depends on the accessory. Okay, so they're, so let's say let's say expensive stuff. Yeah. So there's some stuff that's expensive that I think is really, really good, right? Like right. I was, I've been talking about DuPont today over and over. Right. Uh, I have a cutter and a lighter. The cutter, I don't think is the greatest thing that ever existed, but holy crap, their, their lighters are incredible. Yeah, I agree. So if you have a DuPont lighter, I think you probably know what's up. Yeah. There are also cutters and lighters that if you pull that out, I think you wasted your money. Sure. <laughs> Dude, some and of those I'm, little, I'm not gonna name some them. of those some of those cheap little um, you know, uh last checkout lighters are freaking awesome. <laughs> Which ones? The ones that you see at the as you're paying for your cigars and all. Drew, listen, I we've talked about this. You either go fifteen dollar vertical yes. or jetline or you go to three hundred dollar DuPont <laughs> yes. and stop wasting your time yep. in the middle. N- yeah. No. Hate- yeah, there's nothing in between. <laughs> I, if you no, paid eighty dollars, you have garbage. Pretty much. Basically you have that fifteen dollar lighter in a uh, you know, that's like putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. <laughs> totally right oh boy and i could say this because i've made that mistake countless times i lived in that like middle ground of lighters and i don't use a single one of them that's it's it's free or it's over a hundred dollars yep that's why i just use the bix yeah nothing wrong with that they work every freaking time Mm -hmm. every time yeah now those suck in the wind but well yeah but here's my That's why you get you get to buy the little uh, jet travel thing for Those them. are awesome. <laughs> Those are Turns awesome. it into a torch. Yeah. A, a bick into a torch. It's always it's always funny like when you see that dude that pulls out a like expensive cigar and then he has like a basic accessory, like a basic lighter or something. I almost kind of respect the shit out of that. Yeah. 
That's awesome. But I think what most people lose out on, man, is like, look, when you, when you're with cigar, like, they don't really. I mean, I would never go down to Nicaragua and pull out a Dupont and start using it in front of people. Yeah. I just, I think that's. Is that snobby down there? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't get it on the plane. Right. Well, if you're checking in a bag, you can. Yeah, you, sure. can, you can carry lighters on. We had this conversation. Back with you can Danny. You soft flame lighters on as a carrier. Yeah. Otherwise, you gotta check that shit. Well, DuPont, DuPont makes soft flames as well. They do. Those are the more they expensive do. ones they make, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. $1,600 for a yeah. lighter. Unreal. Yeah. Beautiful as hell. That's the but. patented sound they've got. When you flip the lid open, shing, it's patented. You can't recreate yep. that sound. You just that did. Beautiful sound. Well, yeah, <laughs> not in a lighter, and, suit. and I didn't sell it. <laughs> yeah, we make we make solidly no money on all these <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. There's that. All so, right, Cal. So what do we got, man? What's the first? What's first on the right. list? I want to dive straight into some controversy. Because right. I think that's the best way to start anything. All right. All right. So I'm going to make two statements. And I want each of your opinions on which of these statements is more true. All right. right? So number one, the best part of cigars is the people. Okay. All right. Number two, the worst part of cigars is the people. Interesting. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Which is more true? More true? Hmm. I would say the best part is the people. And, and let me, and here's why. You could be smoking. Have you ever talked to somebody who gives you some off the, like, and, and there'll be people that smoke really good cigars, but they have like this off the wall favorite cigar. And you're like, how is that your favorite cigar? And then you ask, and then, you know, you kind of probe it, right? And say, why? Then they give you like this elaborate backstory of the time when they smoked that cigar and it had like some deeper meaning to their life or an experience they had. And it goes back to, you don't just smoke a cigar, you experience a cigar. I'm big on that. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're with the right people, it could take a, a decent cigar experience and turn it into a memorable one. So I would say the best part about it is the people. That's fair. That makes sense. True. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think what Mo said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to record Drew saying some stuff and then just play that shit. I think what, no. No, I'm going to say, I I hope it's the best thing is the people. Because I think in in general, most of the people are pretty dang good. But Mm -hmm. there's more good than bad. (laughs) In the people. Which isn't true about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think in, in general, the, the actual cigar community 
is is the good bunch of people. It's the few little strays that really aren't a part of that that are the bad ones of it. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not on cigar noise and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, but they they definitely exist, right? It's pretty easy to take advantage of a culture that's by its nature like generous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. So that makes sense. The thing that makes me wonder though is like, you know, every now and then you come across one of those people you're talking about, and I've noticed over time and you guys know somewhere the backstory on a variety of stories is that the people that make cigars, right? Eventually a lot of these people one way or another, let me down. Right. So I'm really impressed with the people who don't, whether it's, they make great cigars forever or they aren't shitheads or whatever it happens to be. So that just stands out. Yeah. So ultimately it's a people business. It's a people it's a people heavy based thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So speaking of people, Mo, you had a, a big topic you brought up last week. Yeah. You wanted to talk about this week. Freaking yep. freaking Danny. Had to... Yeah, I wish he was on there for this, but you know, it's okay. We'll we'll make do and, and try our best, uh the spiritual advisor of the Sultans podcast. Um <laughs> So this is this is going to be a topic I think that a lot of people maybe never thought about, but they've definitely noticed it. Maybe not so much consciously, but certainly subconsciously. And you go into a lot of cigar shops and you just see these clusters of people that smoke together or whatever that don't step out of their, whether it be income level, race, um, you know, uh, job type, you know, uh, I've noticed a lot of police smoke with other police and they don't really smoke with other people. A lot of times. I mean, that's just one, um, when I say it, so that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um, and I think that in order, and, and what I call it a cigar shop segregation, and I'm not just saying this on a whim because I've, I've seen it, I've experienced it and I've talked to shop owners and consumers about this. And, and when I say it, they're all like, you know what, man? Yeah, you're right. And there has to be a way, like, I encourage everybody to step out of your comfort zone and hang out with people that maybe you normally wouldn't. You know, get out there and try to meet people that aren't, wouldn't be or aren't necessarily in your circle. And if there's any place to do that, it's at a cigar shop. Mm-hmm. Um. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Nothing brings people, we say nothing brings people together like cigars. And yes, there's a huge truth to that. But it shouldn't just bring like-minded people or the same color or the same religion or the same income level together. It should bring people from all different walks of life together. You learn from each other. You experience things together. You become more empathetic and less ignorant. Get out there and learn about people that are not the same as you. You will greatly enrich your life. I promise. So I thought about this from last week, and uh, yeah, freaking Danny needs to be here. But what have you noticed a difference in this in a cigar shop that's just cigars, no alcohol, and one that also has 
a bar. Is there a difference? I think it's more segregated in places where there isn't a bar. True, I, I think. imagine you had a reason to ask that. I think, yeah. Oh, just I, I, I would figure it's probably worse with a bar than just a cigar shop. But that's just my thinking. I, I don't attend enough lounges here to see this. Mm-hmm. To be able to weigh in, I don't. I don't go to enough different shops. Fair enough. It's just my guess that a bar setting is that social setting where you go with your friends and that's it. And you don't necessarily maybe interact with other people. Whereas I see a cigar shop, more big kind of open lounge where people are all kind of sitting around talking. It's not loud and noisy and Mm -hmm. kind of everybody's in the conversation. Right. Just my, I don't know. I didn't know if you'd seen different throughout the country with those two different uh, cigar shops. Right. I mean, I can definitely see what you're talking about for sure, right? But yep. part of me wonders, like, so so I live in Wisconsin, right? It's Yeah. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but Wisconsin is one of the most segregated places in the country in every way, right? Like, black people and white people don't live together racially. It's just not a thing. Uh, there are specifically liberal areas of the state and specifically rural, like, the rural areas are all conservative it's it's segregated in every way right so i see this all the time everywhere so my question is more along the lines of is this different from other things or is it the same right so here's the reason i ask is uh we have a a road that i I drive on sometimes that has four gas stations on it all within view of one another and depending on which gas station i go into it's racially different right the customers are all different which blows my mind. It's it's a gas station, but everything here is that way. So are cigar, are cigar shops more segregated, or are they just a reflection of our society? That's a. I think you're a hundred percent right. And what I'm saying is, we should challenge ourselves as a cigar community to overcome that. I oh, couldn't agree more. That's that's exactly that, right. That's exactly, I think, I, I think you literally just set that up perfectly. We should be better than society at large. We should challenge ourselves to be better. I would because, also argue it's not much of a fucking challenge, right? Just go meet some people and you won't uh, think that they're weird anymore. That's <laughs> just, just human nature. Well, you might, you might still think they're weird, but... <laughs> we have a reason to think that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, don't just assume you hang out with me, you might think I'm weird from afar. At least give me the chance to confirm it for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But, I, you know, there, there's this um, there's this group of guys that sit... Kyle and Drew, you've both been to Casa in Chicago. And then there's this there's this area upstairs where it's like this, this circle of chairs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every afternoon there is this... Older gentleman, I mean, he's got to be pushing close to 80, uh, probably worth about three to four hundred million dollars. OK, and you would never guess it. The guy literally comes in. I mean, right, you know, jeans, like a T-shirt in the sun, whatever, sandals, smokes this big ass ring gauge cigars. 
and reads his newspaper. But and then next to him is a guy who's a principal of a school. And then next to now these guys are both white. And then you have this uh, Pakistani Muslim doctor who's about 27, okay, or 28, something like that. And then you have um, a couple like Greek guys that sit with them. And it's just like you look at them and you're like, that's what fucking life's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. And all of these guys get along and they're all friends. And and you have literally from like 80 to late 20s, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you go into this other room where there's a TV and whatever. And it's every walk of life you could think of in every profession. And they're watching TV and BSing together. That's what I want to see everywhere. You know, break down Mm -hmm. those barriers, man. Don't yeah. live in I mean, ignorance. You, you look at things like politics and it tries to break us apart, right? Mm-hmm. You got to find some way to come together. Mm-hmm. Come as well be around a cigar. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing is you always have a topic of conversation. Always. always. Yep. We were talking, I was, when I was on the road last week, we were talking about... Uh, you know, shop dynamics and stuff like that. And some shops have gone as far as to say, look, you guys can talk about whatever you want, just not politics. Okay. And some people think like, oh, well, you shouldn't tell people what they could talk about and what they can't. But at the same time, as a business owner, you know, how button stuff and what might throw off the, you know, the comfort of the lounge. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I actually don't yeah. have a problem with that. Now we're, <laughs> When I was managing a shop, it got to the point where we almost had to, you almost had to limit sports talk too, because that actually had oh, a better geez. chance at that time of leading to a fist fight yeah. than the politics, you know? Yeah. And, um, People in sports, man. Jeez. There's a lot of passion there. <laughs> especially, especially in Chicago, where nobody wins and the stakes are so low. <laughs> mm. Mm. Good one, Cal. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I go to Miller Park and all those banners for the Brewers. Or, you know, you go to whatever that, the, where the Bucks play. Yeah, I'm just, th- those banners are all just hanging. I mean, we're not about the banners. We're about the beer. Let's not yeah. buy it. Yeah. It's uh, hard to find a, a non-jolly Wisconsinite at a sporting event. Yeah, that's right. I remember... So I'm at the Big Ten tournament in like 2005 with my brother, and in the the Wisconsin Badger fans have this like little dance that they do. You ever seen this? Yeah, they jump around. Yeah, they jump around like a bunch of idiots. Like, yeah, it's and, great. No, it's not great. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? What are they saying while they're jumping around and hooting and hollering? They have like this this chant that they do. Oh, I don't know it. No, I'm kidding. I love Wisconsin. Great people. But our sports rivalries uh, cross over a lot. They're a little much. Because our teams are never good at the same time. So it's always terrible. Yep. 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 Right? Like, one just beats the shit out of the other one. Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Someday it'll matter. But it That's doesn't right. Matter. All right. What else we got? And I would love to hear, you know, a couple of people have messaged me and said, man, I don't experience that at my shop. Everybody kind of talks to each other. That's awesome. Enjoy it. That's great. That's how it should be. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say that the staff there has probably done something right. Yep. You're absolutely right on that too. You know, another good, uh, another good indi- indicator of, of that inclusiveness and all that that I'm talking about is Smoke Maniunk in, in uh, Philly. Just do a phenomenal job of that, man. There, there's, it's beautiful, beautiful environment. Just when it comes off that my head, so. Anyway, sometimes those guys put up like a live video of what's going on, and they just look like they're having a good fucking time. Always. Yeah, yeah. People genuinely like each other there. It's, it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this, man. I had a great time at that Big Boys Cigar Lounge in Dixon, Tennessee, last week. Just awesome. Great, great people. And one of one of the best events I think I've done ever in the two and a half years I've been doing this. Wow. Yeah, it was a great time. Nice. What else we got, Kyle? Let's go to Drew. Um, I got some questions for people, from people, from and for Dave, Dave and Dom. Dom C would like to know the least favorite subjects in grade school. So, so mine was English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explains a lot. Yeah. Had to, had to write down those deep thoughts. Jeez. <laughs> Terrible. Do you have a hard time expressing yourself? <laughs> Parts of speech. Just, just speak. Uh, mine was definitely geometry. I fucking hated geometry. Geometry. I was definitely more of an algebra person. Out, Al- yeah. Cal, anything? I, I mean, I'm a nerd. I was good at everything. Uh, I well. like school. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Apparently, uh, yeah. He uh, must not have been a subject taught there. No, probably not. The thing that I didn't like and that I got in trouble with was if I didn't like the teacher. Mm. That didn't go so well. What do you mean? I don't know. I had some teachers that were just uh, stupid. That, yeah, they were just kind of assholes and uh, didn't do so well in their classes, didn't try, all that good stuff. Because mm-hmm. fuck them. <laughs> well, there's that. Okay, so no, there there wasn't a subject. <clears throat> it, was, it was bad. Yeah. Okay. You loved them all. Sure. Would you go back? No. <laughs> I mean, I would go back if it's adults, but kids suck, man. Dang. You'll not right? find a more bigger group of assholes than like middle school kids, and I taught middle school, so so I'm That's sure. That's right. Here's you ever like. Those people are like, oh man, don't you wish you were still in college or like go back to high? No, fuck no, absolutely fucking not. No, studying? No. Are you tests? No, I'm good. Thanks. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Good. Dave wants to know if anybody is reading anything good these days. <laughs> Um, and always count on Dave for the for the tough questions. 
reading um, in the process, man. I, I keep starting and, and whatever, but like I'll read it while I'm waiting to hear report or whatever. But the uh, it's called The Creature from Jekyll Island, which is uh, a book about how the Federal Reserve got started and um, and its function in uh, monetary policy and stuff like that. And I and I'll say this, I mean, I know it's like a big time nerd thing uh, and you probably have to be into economics or finance or, or whatever to really understand it or appreciate it. But if you ever want if to, if you're ever wondering about the economic cycles that we experience in this country or the world and central banking and a lot of the stuff that just makes you go, huh, read that book. It'll explain a lot. So. Cow, are you a reader? I am a reader. Um, I was about to start a book today, but it didn't come in the mail. So I'll start it tomorrow. Um, there was, uh, uh, you might have seen the, the social media posts and all that stuff. Uh, Foundation is coming out with this grasshopper cigar. I don't know if you saw that. Like it's a five pack and it's got candela and then a barber pole of candela and I don't remember what else. And then two other cigars. Yep. It's like the whole the whole package deal it's really cool yeah and uh they referred to this book called a textbook on tobacco an exhaustive technical treatise on the culture the manufacture and the merchandising of tobacco and tobacco products written in 1914 uh so i ordered that it was supposed to be here today but i have to wait till tomorrow amazon failed you or was it somewhere else no it's not on amazon the book is 100 years old oh I got the, like the the hundred year old version of it. Nice. No, oh, nice. So it's coming. Yeah. That's cool. You'll have to let us know how it goes. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be stuff in there for the podcast. Well, it wouldn't be the first time you've used the book to give us some interesting topics. Hell, I've got stuff planned for today with with book topics. So we're <laughs> gonna do that. Um, but no, it's it's it'll be here, and I'm excited about that. Sweet. Drew, what are you reading? Uh, anything with pictures. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I read. Well, I don't read books, but uh, magazines quite a bit. The new Cigar Aficionado came in with uh, Schwarzenegger on the cover. Nice. And any other books I read are typically in German. Try to keep up with my uh, German. That's pretty cool. Oh, cool, man. Nothing too deep, but just uh, language books or whatnot. Nice. Did they do a, an interview with Schwarzenegger? I didn't see that. I think my subscription ended. I hadn't got to flip through it yet. Um, it came in, and it's sitting on the counter still. There you go. That's what Cigar Aficionado tends to do in my house, Well, too. yeah. It's all... Yeah, man, cigar it's, shops. it's just for show. <laughs> Um, finish out Dave's question. Speaking of Schwarzenegger, he wanted to know how the new Terminator movie was, which I went and saw last Thursday. I thought it was pretty stinking good. Uh, but I don't know if you guys heard, I guess it tanked at the box office. <laughs> I would, I'm kind of shocked to actually hear that because Mo, me and you have I've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. Of when me and you went to see, I don't know which one, anyways. And, like, nobody was there. Dude, the theater was packed. 
Yeah, sabotage. Yeah, you sabotage. It was packed for for Terminator though. Well, I I was expecting the typical turnout, um, and I had saw it what a month ago, um, Last Blood, and it was dead as well. But uh, well, it was packed. Are, are, are people? Do you think people are just exhausted from the Terminator series, or do you think that maybe the people that Maybe the historical audience for those movies is now at a point where they watch a lot more movies at home. Because I don't really see a lot of younger like kids and stuff into Terminator or Rambo. I mean, it's usually people our age yeah. who now have kids and families and watch a lot more movies at home. So, and when they do go to the movies, it's like stuff like Frozen yeah, or Lion King. Oh, my kids will be watching Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> and Commando Frozen um, 2 is on its way <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I bought it a is. pack of gum with it on there um, that's the only reason I brought it up that's the only reason I knew <laughs> Schwarzenegger has always done better overseas than in the US mm-hmm. so I don't know if part of it's that too people in the states have, have given up I don't know. I thought it was a pretty dang good movie. Lots of action, great special effects. Uh, Linda Hamilton's acting is terrible. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Uh, everything else in the movie is great. Yeah. Good movie. For a Terminator series, I mean, come on, you're not going for the, it's no like Shakespeare or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cal. Cal would, wouldn't like it. I would love to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger recite Shakespeare. He did. You got to see the movie. In this movie? No, Last Action Hero, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> that. That's been a while. And then he uh, fires up a cigar. Oh, nice. The truth is, I think when it comes to Arnold, I actually like him more of what he's about and who he is, like the cigar smoking, the bodybuilding, all that, than his actual movies. Yeah. I, Because I, his movies have not historically... No, they're not... No. He goes I mean, I in, kicks ass, Arnold kills a bunch of people. probably Pumping Iron or Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> Dave... Uh, he also is asking, why is his pants always either a size too large or a size too small? Who's that? Dave. I didn't think he wore pants any longer. No. Uh, didn't seem like that was his thing. <laughs> least, the thing pocket. he has to figure out is how how his crotch fits in, right? That's what it is. Maybe that's the problem. That's the important part. But actually, I do know what he's talking about because if like you're in that in between, that's that's a crappy place to be. Yes. My, I always have to buy larger pants than I need because my legs are too big to fit in them. <laughs> right, right. They make them for like short, fat people. <laughs> <laughs> Holla! And I'm tall <laughs> and not fat. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost weight. Do you have trouble finding clothes now? 
Oh no, I found that late again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's hol- uh, it's holiday season. You're all right. Next year, man. But like but your thing must be it's got to be like muscles in certain areas, right? Because they do a waist as a size, right? It's a, it's a number yeah. of inches. And yeah. The legs are a number of inches for guys at least. So there's got to be something about you that isn't proportioned the way they would expect, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my like it's I should wear like a 32 inch waist, but I I buy a 36 so that my legs will fit, and then I have to cinch them down with a belt. <laughs> I really just need a tailor. <laughs> it's all that all that working out you I do. I don't have money for that, so I get to wear 36 pants. But I normally have, have to buy them the, longer the, too. Do you? Well, uh, the longer you get, the the bigger the pant pant leg is too. Right. <laughs> so I have to buy. I'm six foot. I got to buy pants for like somebody that's like six two or six three. <laughs> Roll them up. Go hipster. Oh yeah, hipster. Is it hipster or farmer? Farmer. Uh, well, a lot of times one and the same these days. That's fair. That's fair. Interesting. What else we got, Kyle? Kyle, you got some. We got a lot of stuff. Go for it. A lot of stuff. All right. Uh, So, a question for you guys, and Danny might have had an interesting perspective on this too. Uh, So, voting is currently underway for the Tobacco Business Awards, and that made me made me wonder, right? What awards and accolades in the cigar industry do people find prestigious? Right? What are the ones that people really want to win? I have no idea. I didn't either. That's why I had the question. I hope somebody knew. Sell yeah. it. They want to sell the most cigars that they can. Well, that's going to be general and all <laughs> and swisher. I don't know. What cigar awards are there? I mean, other I than know, like Cigar the, of the Year. There's the, yeah, there's the Cigar Aficionado ones. There's the Tobacco Business ones. There's, um,. Like each brand can have its own awards. Like uh, Davidoff has some awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cigar Journal has some awards. I might be wrong about that. Um, like Cigar Noise has had awards in the past that were voted on by the community. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is there anything people are chasing, or are they chasing consumers and money and enjoyment? I, I think, man, ultimately, look, it, we could say whatever we want about the Cigar Aficionado uh, ratings and rankings every year. And we can question the wisdom behind them. Uh, the truth is they do matter. Um, a sure. lot more than I think a lot of boutique heavy smokers realize. And mm-hmm. I will give you um, one. Uh, I'm going to take foundation. Okay. When I hit the road in, um, you know, 20, whatever it was, you know, you really didn't see a ton of foundation. You saw it kind of creeping in um, into some humidors, but not on a grand scale, okay? And there were reasons for that, which I'm not going to get into, um, you know, just the way certain things are set up. But when that braiding came out, and Wise Man Maduro got number three. Whatever hurdles that foundation was facing into getting into some humidors, 
were pretty much gone. Sure. Because most retailers are at least going to make sure they have in stock the top five, possibly even top ten mm-hmm. of Cigar Aficionado's rankings on a given year. So for me, if I'm looking at it, like, that's what's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to say about those rankings, however, whatever type of legitimacy you want to put on them or not put on them, it doesn't matter because the wider cigar smoking community, beyond just cigar nerds or, you know, cigar smokers, that list and that that ranking goes out to people who just smoke cigars, too, which is a much bigger piece of the pie. Yep. So to me, that's the most important. So you'd like to make it in the top 10 someday? Uh, truthfully, bro, I think it's top five, top three even, really, yeah. is what's going to – top three is going to guarantee you space in humidors. Gotcha. So on a totally unrelated note, Mo, what's your advertising budget? Zero. Cool. <laughs> well, you won't make yeah. it in Cigar Aficionados, top Probably 25. Not. I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> but but I, I'll tell you this, that, you know, if I'm looking at it from my perspective right now, like, okay, I want to take that leap to the next level. What do I have to do? And instead of worrying about that, now I'm concerned how much is this substantial equivalence going to cost? And what am I doing to prepare for that? Mm-hmm. And so, like, at a point in time where I should be now take, trying to take Patina to, like, that next level of awareness, now I got to sit there and worry about am I, what SKUs am I going to be able to keep up the market, right? Or, like, am I going to be able to afford to keep because of how much, whatever the testing is going to cost. Mm-hmm. That's the bigger question then. So, yeah, man, it, it's, advertising's cool, but it, nothing replaces face-to-face road time, though. I don't care what anybody says. Nothing replaces that. Yep. But anyway. There you go. Um, so our buddy, Marty Pape, right? Awesome guy. Uh, he was talking to me about this. Uh, a lot of people smoke cigars to like relax or unwind. Right. Mm -hmm. So he was wondering what other sorts of self care things do you guys do to relax and unwind? Well, we know Drew's a pedicure guy. Pedicure. Drew's a pedicure guy. Heck yeah, man. Dan- Danny is too. He's not on here to help defend us. Yeah, well, a lot of guys are. Not in a, like a, mas- you know, I, I purposely go to a, to get my haircut at a place that will give you a massage at the end of it. Just like a quick whatever. <laughs> I really right? go and get my haircut at that place just for the massage. <laughs> this is a happy ending massage. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you're so tense a, from like them cutting your hair and shit and a little massage afterwards. Like, oh, okay, now it's I can take the blow that you screwed up my hair a little easier. I was at the shop in Tennessee, and their next door neighbor in the strip mall was called Magic Massage. <laughs> All right. Yeah, apparently. Wonder what they do there. One hundred percent legit, though. Oh. <laughs> Drew's interest just dropped. Yeah, 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 yeah screw it. I wouldn't. To I'm, answer to I'm, answer his question, no, not really. Cigars are cigars are the relaxation thing. Hold up, though. You guys both exercise, though, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah. never. <laughs> <laughs> Those muscles are natural without it. All natural. That's relaxing for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a mind clear. Yeah. I actually don't even do it for aesthetics. I do it to just clear my mind. I mean, yeah, like however long you're in the gym, 45 minutes, an hour, nothing else exists for that that hour. It gets a little stress out and... Get some endorphins going. Makes you feel better. Yeah. Cool. Let you eat more uh, food when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> my answer, Marty, is uh, massages once a month and more alcohol than is healthy for any human being. How <laughs> are you a lush? I mean, no. Maybe. I don't know. Depends who's defining it. Yeah. Whiskey's like your... Uh... It, it, it's, it's Wisconsin, right? Like the first... I, I, I haven't... I've never driven drunk, but the first drunk driving offense in Wisconsin isn't even a criminal thing. Mm. So this is the place I live. The home of uh, bourbon in the bottle for the baby. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's everyone to sleep. Whiskey's yeah. your, your go-to, right? Yeah, I like bourbon. Bourbon? Have you uh, have you tried the? Uh, do you like Jack Daniels at all? Not a lot. Have it's you okay. have you seen or heard or tried their um, twenty seven gold? No, I don't know what that is. What is it? It's a it's a limited deal that they put out. Um, so regular Jack, and then you have Jack, um, gentleman Jack. Mm-hmm. And then they That's take good. they take gentleman Jack and actually. Mellow it a second time through um, charred oak cask, yeah, and put it in a second another set of barrels for a little time. And I don't I don't know the barrels, but that sounds good. Pretty dang smooth. If you like gentlemen, nice. you'll love this. Here we go. It's hard to find, rare and expensive. But yeah, it's I guess they're probably pu- not going to happen then. I guess they're putting it out more. Yeah, I feel like I'd be potentially like, I don't know, just just straight Jack Daniels. I'd feel kind of ashamed to drink straight Jack Daniels. (laughs) Are you discriminating? Yes, yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, But that does lead us to another topic from Mo about things that people should be ashamed of. Oh. Speaking of the gym, Tom, I'm... I'm doing an exercise and I look up and there's this kid can't be older than early twenties. He's looking around, right? What the fuck is this kid doing? 
all of a sudden you see him kind of tilt his phone, right? Snaps a picture, what I'm assuming is a picture, looks around again, kind of has like this look of shame on his face, and then sent it to whoever he was going to send it to, right? So my question is, have you guys ever seen that? Have you ever done that where you're, where somebody, you know, your wife or whatever asks you to, oh, take a selfie or take a picture or whatever. And then you're kind of like looking around like, man, I feel like an idiot. I'm going to do this. Okay, I hope nobody's looking. Snap it real quick. Look around. Make sure nobody saw you. And then go on with whatever you were doing. Have you guys seen this? Uh, what was he taking a picture of was my question. Himself, himself, I mean, himself. Oh, he did a obviously. selfie. But what, yes. what part of himself? Okay. No, his face. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought he was taking a picture of like someone else in the gym. No, well, I no, I don't think so. It was pretty dead. Okay. Uh, it was a selfie. It was that selfie shame, that shaming selfie face. I don't. I I don't know if I've done that, but I I have taken a picture or video of people doing silly things in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So not, I mean, there's got to be somebody listening to this that's like, yes, I know exactly what he's talking about. The shameful. You're self, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Trying to uh, snap the... It's his girlfriend or something that she's like... Oh, yeah. His girlfriend probably texted him and was like, where's your ass at? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, I don't, something like that. I don't believe you. Send well, a picture. <laughs> why, why wouldn't she just text where you are instead of taking an awkward picture? Okay, so this is something I used to see... Um, so, like, sometimes I would see guys in the cigar shop where their girlfriend would call them or something, like, where are you? And they'd be, like, at the cigar shop, and then they'd make them FaceTime them. No what the joke. fuck is wrong with your relationship <laughs> at that point? Right? Like, you need more than FaceTime. You need a fucking counselor. You better believe it. I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> like, what is with you guys in FaceTiming while you're at the cigar shop? Well, you know, man... Wow. But yeah, it happens. I believe it. And I've never I've never seen that. No human being has ever asked me to take a selfie and send it to them. <laughs> dun dun dun. Well Kyle, you've also been I mean, you've been married now for how long? Uh it'd be eleven years in a month. So the first time I'd ever even heard of a selfie was probably less than ten years ago. So sure. I don't feel like that was a thing until Relatively recent. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Drew, do you have other stuff? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. There's only one person now I would take a selfie for. And that's, you know, my significant other. So, you know. Other I thought you were going to say Drew. Yeah, I, Drew, was, no. I was hoping. Hoping it was me. It was not. And when I say significant other, my girl, just in case you guys are going <laughs> to. What's his name? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but yeah. You do, you, do, you do what makes you fucking happy, man. Right. No, I, yeah, no, one, no one's judging. But. No, my point is that there there is this sense of shame, I feel like, when guys take selfies like you still kind of fit. except the guys that love themselves and that's different 
like the guy who shooed me out of the mirror while he took a selfie at the gym. Wouldn't was he the pro bodybuilder though? He was the pro bodybuilder. Yeah, I get it, but <laughs> still, at the time, I didn't know that. Excuse me, can you can you get out of my light? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're fucking this up for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Legit. Uh, with the Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's coming up. Uh, what's the, uh, I guess the the thing you're looking forward to the most, and the thing that you're looking forward to the least. The least is easy. I can't think of the most. Um, <laughs> What's the least? Oh my god, the same fucking ten Christmas songs for the next two months. <laughs> Holy shit, those are annoying. Drew came up with one of his best deep thoughts during holiday season last year. He did. I did. Let's see if we can, yeah, let's see if we can replicate that. I know, I'm surprised too. <laughs> That was probably the last deep thought we had. That was probably it. Hey, once a year ain't bad. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> that was when we talked about Drew, it's cold outside, right? Maybe. You just sent us the updated version that's not... I did. Uh, it's freaking terrible. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Pour you another glass. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> There you go, Kyle. I don't know if you heard it. Don't be shy. Never am. Um, I'm looking forward to all the holiday cigar specials. So releases and discounts. They're coming. What what releases do they typically do in the the holiday season? So Opus and and Ana Hose will be out. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, since I'm uh, still kind of a Viaje fan, they've got all their Thanksgiving things and Christmas things. I do love a good gimmick. Yeah, come on. Nothing like a good gimmick. The Farmer Bill Hatchet is really good. Yeah, I like that one. There's a new one this year, if you hadn't Uh seen. What is it? It's his, uh, The Farmhand. Bill Hatchett's Farmhand. That's the name of the cigar? I think it's called the Farmhand, yes. Oh. Did I not send this to you guys? No. Yeah. Probably knew better. Probably. It's not a very exciting <laughs> name. Yeah, you don't want to get Danny started. Farm, Farmer Bill Hatchett is? I mean, no, that's a fucking terrible name for a cigar, too, but at least it's a good cigar. <laughs> well, maybe the name... Or the cigar will be way better than the name. I I don't know. It's VIA, so for me, you flip a coin. That's true. Right? It's either great or it's some Ter- god-awful crap. Terrible. Yeah. Do you have that, too? Do you have Do you have the hidden Miss VIA? The what? Are you hit and miss on VIA? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it all hits? No, no, no. It's definitely hit or miss. VIA Farmhand Andre. It's a 7 by 52. But it's named after the dude? Farmhand Andre. 
Sure as shit. See? It's, uh, supposedly... It has Andre Farkas's face on it. Is that what it is? There you go. Yeah. That's kind of awkward. <laughs> well, are you going to do a, a cigar that has your face on it? Oh, he should. My face, no. That's a money maker right there. Bro, I, over the last couple weeks, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the weight that I'm at or whatever, but I've been told I look like Jimmy Kimmel over the last two weeks more than I think I have in my entire <laughs> life. Truly remarkable. I finished a guy's sentence the other day. He goes, bro, you know, I look like Jimmy Kimmel. He goes, yeah, how did you not? <laughs> oh, you look like, <laughs> we need to see what you look like now. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmo. Kimmo. What else we got, Kyle? Uh, well, you had a topic. Well, G. Fizzle came. He had a great question. He said... <laughs> Was what, it a great question? Yeah. What? What's the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Uh, I would... I would confirm that the numbers are correct. Okay. That's the first thing. Well, no, that's before you want. After you get the money, what would you do? Oh, after you get the money. Yeah. I don't even know. I think I'd give me a... Pay off the house? I'd give me a private chef. Private chef? Yeah. I, I I want some. I don't care about the like cleaning or laundry of the house, but like somebody that will go and and freaking get all the groceries and cook and clean up that mess. And when you're hungry after podcasting one night, and you're like, "Man, I could really go for this," you just go tell your chef what you want. <laughs> so be a living. Yeah, we'd have to have something worked out, but. You know, they're off like Thursdays or something. I don't I'll know. Call, get a pager. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't how do rich people do it? I don't know how rich like, people like do it. Like Bill Gates or somebody. Doesn't he's gotta have a freaking chef or something, right? Or a maid or something that does that? I mean the maid doesn't cook his food. Well, okay, but who somebody does, so who who's doing that? How, uh, beyond him, who rich people have private chefs? I don't know how it all works out, but once I won the lottery, I would be investigating how to do that. I mean, the only, the only time uh, the only time I really have ever seen that is Bobby Axelrod in Billions. He's got a private chef. Yeah, and that guy seems to be on call at all hours of the night. And I wouldn't be that asshole, but sure. <laughs> No, pfft, not that bad. I don't know. Well, the right price, man. Well, that's true. <laughs> We've all got asshole tendencies. Oh, yeah. Mo, like, what, would, what would you do? Me? Yeah. Uh, pay off my student loans. You're still working on student loans? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're going to have no fucking money left even when you pay those off. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lottery's not enough. Yeah. Right, that'll be the first thing. Pretty boring answers. He probably wanted something cool. Yeah. Well, he said that he would buy all his friends new cars. I don't remember. He said a brand of car, and then he would have them all repoed. <laughs> that's how fuckers go broke though right all these people win the lottery and they buy shit for other people and they go broke <laughs> yeah well if you repose them they have a, maybe a day back guarantee you take the car back yeah that would be funny when you buy them from that Carvana or whatever Carvana gives you like seven days you just fuck with people is his answer Sure sounds like it. That'd be you like, guys remember Saturn? Yeah. The, the car brand? I think they used to yeah. do something like that. They used to do you what? Return the car. Oh, return car it. Names, it wasn't. What's that? Yeah. So he'd be the one that, like, you'd piss him off, and he'd, like, buy tickets to your favorite all-time concert and then, like, burn yeah. them in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck with so, you. Okay, so here's his exact answer. He said... I'm buying everyone a car that said I wouldn't be shit when I was growing up. Then show up the next day and repo it so they can continue to say that I ain't shit. (laughs) 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 Great. He's a little... He's got some issues to work out, I think. He's G-Fizzle, baby. He can do whatever he wants. I love that guy. The best. G-Fizzle. Better than V-Cute. V-Cute. V-Cute <laughs> had that nice, cute selfie in front of the grasshopper stuff. Oh, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> you, know, you know what Steam Fizzle would do? What's that? G-Fizzle would be like 50 Cent. He would buy 200 front row tickets to something like a Ja Rule concert and leave them empty as fuck. Just to fuck with that poor fucker. Right? He That's what he would do. To the people he doesn't like, G Fizzle would throw all the money on a bed like a like a Rick Ross music video and just like jump in it and sleep on it. That's not all he'd do into that money. Yeah, no. I would stop working, but otherwise not change much. I don't think you'd stop working, bro. I would stop. I would stop doing a job that paid me money. <laughs> I would do things that were fun. Volunteer work. Yeah. Something like that. So you said that I had another topic. What was it? Uh, clearance. Oh, yeah. Cigar retailers and the right, yeah, clearance stuff. So recently, I've seen stuff on clearance at cigar shops, and including including Patina and, and some other brands that I are near and dear to me. Um right i like the people behind them or whatever uh if you're a retailer i just think that you should give a chance to the cigar company to come in and at least try to help you move stuff before you just put them on clearance is some of that stuff or or give them an opportunity to help you like in other words like hey man you know, if the rep comes in and it's not moving or whatever, let, let's do a deal that you could do, you know, to try to get it moving, right? Let's work together. Let's try to get something going. 
you know. Is some of that stuff there and now on discount because that shop did not buy for their clientele? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I'm sure that happens sometimes where you have a shop owner that is just like, man, I really like the cigar, but all my... Yep. All my client customers that come in only smoke up, you know, sixty and above. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. You're and right. And they're not going to buy this. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak for other brands, but I know there are shops that Patina is in because of the owner, and the owners, the one, and the managers or whatever, are the ones that smoke them all. Yeah. And they basically order it for themselves. I was just in a shop the other day where they had one size of Connecticut left, and. I said, oh, man, things are going you know, pretty well. The guy was like, well, actually, it's us that smoke them. <laughs> Which, so, uh, if they're smoking you know, them, shouldn't they be pushing them towards pushing customers? Like, hey, yeah, I this, sell that. I'm smoking yeah, patina. Know, Sometimes things just don't translate to your customer base. I'm trying to think of when I worked in the shop, if there was anything that I used to smoke a lot of that didn't necessarily gain traction. Um, I think it would depend on your on your shop, your clientele, and what they of their course. taste yeah, is. Of and... I when I was at the shop, I used to smoke a decent amount of Curavari, and for whatever reason, that just you know never translated to uh, the customer base. Yeah, but patina. That's an interesting one. Pati- anybody can are, smoke that. Think... Go ahead. <laughs> a patina, anybody can smoke though. That's good for oh, for true. for every profile. That's yeah. true. Across yeah, the man. board. I, I thought so, but you know I. It is what it is, um, but either way, it's, you know, somebody said to me, and it was kind of interesting, they said, man, you know, your cigars are awesome, whatever, but they really are for guys that, that are cigar smokers, you know, and, and I thought about that, and I wasn't really sure how to take it, as, as a brand, I took it as a huge compliment, Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you still want to have a uh, a wider reach right because we've talked about this the majority of, of the, the consumer bases guys who smoke cigars or girls who smoke cigars mm-hmm. so yeah, that's interesting I used to, one thing I used to like um, if somebody was like oh man I love smoking your cigars on the golf course and I was like oh, I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> And then, uh, and then I saw people smoking like Byron's and Davidoff on the golf course, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because on the golf course, man, you're you're showing up for your buddies, right? Yeah, could be. Yeah, if they're showing yeah, up for Tina, that's money. There are, man, there, there's like one brand in particular that I see in a lot of discount bins. Um, and the person behind it by all, anything I've ever heard about them pretty much is positive. And so you obviously don't like to see that, right? But, no. you know, my, my question on that is, man, does, does that guy get a chance to, to help the shop move them or, or whatever? They just say, okay, you know, it hasn't moved in X number of days and you know, whatever. Probably depends a little on the shop, but most yeah. of the time it's probably just fuck it, let's get it done. Yeah. And there and there is such thing about moving too early on a brand because I've seen this with Patina, where a lot of the people that brought it in like right at the beginning, 
and then for whatever reason it didn't move as well um, as they wanted it to. And now they're getting people coming in asking for it. Here we are like two and a half years later or whatever. That's just kind of interesting because there are people that I that I hadn't done business with in a while that have come back. So I've seen that. Pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, just got to keep pushing, man. Not much else you can do. Nope. What else we got? I guess some, some old nerdy shit. Wouldn't expect anything else. Better believe it. Give us something, All right. Cal. All right. Uh, so I want you to imagine yourself as a European colonist back in the day as they were starting to come to the new world, right? Okay. So you come to the Americas and you see these people smoking something, right? There's smoke coming out of human bodies right. in a way that you've never seen before. That's not a thing that existed in Europe. Okay. Right. And what they saw was that this was associated with spiritual practices of the, the, native people of the americas right and they saw that the native americans were using it to, tobacco as like an oracle right so they'd, they'd have a question they'd want an answer to they'd go off and they'd smoke their tobacco uh and they'd come back with an answer these were the shamans and what happened and is really fucking fascinating is that all these people they were super christian right so the only thing that they could come up with was that these people were speaking to the devil Okay. So that gave tobacco this bizarre, bizarre reaction for a long time, uh, both in the, the colonies and in Europe, is that this is like the devil's herb, which is a fascinating thing. Uh, now something else is the devil's lettuce, right? But that's uh, <laughs> that's its own thing. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was the devil's leaf or whatever until they realized they could make money off of it. And then it was like, oh, no, shit, it ain't that bad. Sort of, yeah. Or or uh, they realized there might be potential health benefits. That was a thing that existed. Or they realized that there was exclusivity to having this thing. Uh, even the Pope had a motherfucking tobacco farm in the Vatican. Yeah. Um, so pretty interesting stuff all around. But I just thought it was pretty fascinating that, you know, you imagine yourself as one of these people that goes into the Americas and realizes that, Holy crap! What the, what the hell are these people doing? Are they literally talking to the devil with smoke coming out of themselves? Um, that was kind of cool. It would be weird. Yeah, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I agree. There wasn't a conversation topic with that. I thought I just thought it was interesting. All right, that is interesting. Thank you for that bit of knowledge. That brings us to our final topic. Well, that's all for today, guys. <laughs> Next week it is. <laughs> you were lucky to get topics out of me. You shouldn't push. <laughs> Next week, no topics from me. Uh, uh, well, Cal, well, there was something we talked about last week, right, During, on Halloween. Okay. And, and I, want your, I want your answer. You're a trick or treat. You're a cigar trick or treater. 
Okay. okay. Remember when you were a kid, yeah, there were yeah, certain yeah. houses in the neighborhood that you definitely wanted to hit up because they were giving out XYZ candy, right? Mm-hmm. What house in the neighborhood and what cigar are they giving out that you got to make sure you hit? One of you guys really hit this. I don't remember who it was, but I listened to the episode and whichever one of you guys said, whatever's kind of hard to find and rare and weird. Yeah. Was the right answer for me. Okay. Like, I think it might have been Drew. Were you talking about like Byron's and stuff? Yeah. Um, even if it's not Byron, it's something that you've never had before that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, that's my cigar trick or treat because there's so many cigars that are so similar, man. There's tons of them that are really similar. Right. I don't want that. I don't want your Monte Cristo White House. Right. Yeah. Fuck that house. <laughs> um, I would egg that house. <laughs> And probably toilet paper, the Partagas Black House, right? Like, yeah. get me the interesting stuff. Oh, you know, equ- yeah, you equate that to candy. We, like we said, you know, those are like the houses that are giving out, you know, the candy corn or the, uh, you know, those things, those like black and weird, chewy candy that comes candy? in the black and yeah. orange wrapper yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody it's wants not even, those. Not even the Werthers that your grandparents would have. No. No. The house that's handing out apples. Yeah, it was always weird. <laughs> I don't do that. But I don't understand that. Why would you give a child a projectile? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think you've done something stupid. Like that. Yeah. It's just not smart. The utter disappointment of getting a, you know, an acid in your <laughs> cigar trick-or-treat bag. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, here I'm going to say something weird here. I've heard All good right. things about the acid 20th anniversary. Nothing wrong. Nothing weird about that. You going to smoke well, I'm gonna one? Probably try and, I, I'll have to find one and I'll have to smoke it. Yeah, now you're making me curious to go try one. I know. I've heard it from people that I'm not do not curious. like infused cigars. Yep. I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not curious. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit? No. Not even a tingle of curiosity? <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not. <laughs> I can't get past their perfume smell that they have. Yeah. So I, speaking of new stuff, that's uh, I I smoked the uh, Year of the Rat a couple of days ago. We need to have it off Zodiac or whatever. Saw that. Chinese. Uh, How was it? It was good, man. It was um, worth thirty dollars. Anytime you're going to spend, you know, 40 bucks on a cigar, you know, you ask yourself, okay. Um, I guess in the sense of like, what if you like the ear of the dog, if you like, you know, the monkey, it's probably up your alley. Uh, it's like those two. I, those are two of the best. I know it. It's in that profile wheelhouse, I guess. Damn. But I'm going to say that. Man, this is going to be. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but there has, with a lot of Davidoff releases lately, I've noticed some of the cigars are underfilled. Sure. And so oh, they, that's, they, that's accurate. They burn a little funky and, and whatever. So out of the two, uh, one of them was beautiful and perfect, but the other one was underfilled and, and really did not smoke well. And, and, you know, when you're spending 40 bucks on something, it, it's, no, that can't happen. 
Yeah, that needs to literally never happen. Yeah. So. But could overall, you tell, I think, I could think you tell before you let it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I've kind of, they have a certain feel to them, I feel like. <laughs> but, yeah. I got a thing to be good. So, like, if there's a box of them, somebody could probably go in and pick the good ones? Is that what you're saying? If it's open. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're only going to buy singles, but. If you're only going to buy singles of a forty dollars <laughs> well, hey, listen, people buy those by the box, right? Sometimes they do just for the box, and and they, uh, but I mean, from a cigar smoker's perspective, in terms of flavor and all of that, do I recommend trying it? Yeah, I do. I would smoke it again. What is it? What did it cost up there? It's like forty. Forty bucks. I'll get over to Fogue and see if they've got them. Yeah. I feel like all of those, that when they come out, they're worth a shot. Some of them mm-hmm. only once. Some of them yeah. more than once. Some are great, though. Oh, yeah. I got the sweet the sweet hookup for uh, for a solid $0, so I'm going to feel like Danny smoking this cigar. Nice. What cigar is that? The Year of the Rat. Oh, nice. Got gifted one. So that'll be good. Danny Cowrich. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> so Drew, Drew, how are those thoughts right now? Are they, are they pretty deep? That'll be all for this week. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Have a good Peace. one, guys. Thank you. Take it easy. One hundred motherfucking episodes. That's it. Yes. Boom. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any Salt and Smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.